This podcast is meant for general health information and is not meant to override any medical advice. All questions will be screened and not contain any personal information. If you want a private consultation, contact us via positivechoice.org or you can contact your provider directly. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome to the Positive Choice Wellness Podcast. I'm Annalise, an exercise physiologist and nutritionist. And I'm Melanie. I'm also an exercise physiologist and nutritionist. And today, we are going to talk about what I think is one of the most important skills you can have. I want to know. Getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. No. Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) <laughs> then good step into it you're you're gonna gain so much skills okay yeah so w- w- what what is i want to know what the skill encompasses <laughs> it's so broad <laughs> it is broad and it applies to every facet of our life okay right so i really believe that the the most satisfying things that we do mm-hmm. the things that we want they live in our uncomfortable zone. Oh. Right? Okay. So if we want to have behavior change, if you want to uh, start cooking healthy meals, mm-hmm. that's a new skill. It's going to feel really uncomfortable. If you are wanting to get fitter, mm-hmm. you have to work hard enough to be physically uncomfortable. I see. Okay. If you want to get better at anything, it is going to be uncomfortable. And a lot of people back away from things that they want most because the idea is I'm uncomfortable, so it must be bad. Ah, so this would explain why we have so many people who don't want to change any of their behaviors to get healthier. They just want to do what they're doing, but they want the results that they want. Right. Exactly. Like, oh, I want to eat more vegetables, but it's so hard to like prep them. them. I don't like them. I don't know how to cook. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's going to suck and it's going <laughs> to be hard and it's going to take a lot of mental energy. Mm-hmm. And if you can get beyond that hump, that learning hump, it will get comfortable. And you will have this new skill. You will have this behavior that you want, but you have to get over that hump. Yeah. And, and you know, I, 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 I see that a lot with a lot of people that I work with. Um, eating, exercise included, um, you know, even like stress management. Sure. And that's a big one, right? Because if you're uncomfortable as it is, your comfort might be food. And instead of eating, we're asking you to like sit with your discomfort and find ways to manage it in a healthy manner. And you're like, no. And then you do whatever you're doing. Yes. Which could be eating a pint of ice cream. I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, quick fixes to f- not be uncomfortable. But that's what we do constantly. Right. Yeah. And so let's let's delve into that a little bit. I like it. Let's this, do it. This is one of my favorite topics is like how our brain organizes our information and how we develop the coping skills that we have. Yes. So I think the first thing to recognize is that if you have coping skills that you don't feel serve you, so not being active, overeating, um, 
over drinking, whatever it is that you feel like you do, mm-hmm. don't be hard on yourself. That's a good, good first step. Don't be hard on yourself because these are survival mechanisms. Yes. And wherever you are at in your life, the coping skills that you have are there because they have helped you survive. Mm-hmm. And I love to drive that home for people who struggle with eating because they get really hard on themselves for not being able to break those habits. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, is that you developed that habit to survive the emotionalness that is, has been you in your life. Life is pretty bad sometimes. <laughs> life as a human is very hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard for everybody. And so we all develop these survival skills. Yeah. Yes. So let's go back to how they developed in the first place. Okay. We have a couple different parts of our brain. And I'm going to steal terminology from Stan Tatakin, who is... Uh, an amazing uh, relationship psychologist. Mm -hmm. So if you want to go down that rabbit hole, look up his TED talk. It's fantastic. But we have our primitive brain Mm -hmm. and we have our frontal cortex, which I'm going to call the ambassadors. Mm -hmm. Okay. The primitive brain is everything that we have learned. Mm -hmm. So that is all of our motor programs. That is how you get up and walk without thinking. Okay. Right. Basic skills that we just do. Right. So once you have learned something and you've done it over and over again, your brain creates a motor program so that you don't have to think about it so that you can just do it. It's a, it's a one button push thing. Easy. Right. Get it done. Easy. You want to get up and walk to get a thing of water. You don't have to think about how, which foot to put in front of the other. Your brain has already figured out and stores cup. Yeah, stored that information. (laughs) As opposed to the frontal part of your brain, the ambassadors, they are in charge of learning and taking in new information. Mm. The trade-off is that your primitive brain takes very little energy to operate, and your ambassadors take full-level energy to operate and take in. I see where you're going with this. Continue. Yes. So think, you know, if, when you start your first day at a new job, by the end of that day, how do you feel? Exhausted. You feel exhausted. So much to do. So much to learn. Too many things. Yes. Overwhelmed. You've been in a new place. You've met tons of new people. You have you've, to remember all their names. Yes. You've taken in so much new information. That is literally because your ambassadors had to be running all day. Yeah. Okay. This is where we get in to being uncomfortable. Every time we come in to a new behavior, our ambassadors have to be front and center. So it is taking up a ton of energy. We feel uncomfortable. It feels like so much work. Mm -hmm. And that is often the point that we're like, I don't want to do this. I know that feeling so much. I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm just not. (laughs) Right. I don't want to do this. This is exhausting. And if we don't know that background process that's going on, we are likely to be like, it's the task 
that's exhausting, not the fact that we are learning the task that's Mm -hmm. exhausting. And so what we tend to do is go back to all of what is stored in our primitive brain. Mm, The easy behaviors. Right? They are one button push. They take no energy at all. So if one of my one button pushes is to drop by and get fast food after work, going home and cooking a meal is going to feel like so much energy Mm -hmm. and picking up a fast food meal is going to be a one button push. Ah. And so now we can see why if we are tired, if we have a lot going on in our lives and we don't understand that the meal making is going to get easier, Mm -hmm. we're likely to have a bad day and fall back. See, she's just explained it to all of you. (laughs) (laughs) but it's a fair point right I get that because you know it's super easy if you're like exhausted you come home from work and you're like oh I have to cook dinner oh I could just drive through the drive-thru that's so much easier less work and I you know what I don't have to think about it and everyone's fed Mm -hmm. and everybody wins yeah or do they well and here's the interesting thing about that that I think can be a different way of looking at that is that if you do not have a habit of stopping and going through a drive-thru, that doesn't feel easy to you. Ah. So one of the reasons why people who get in the habit of making their meals at home Mm -hmm. uh, will often not revert to getting fast food when they're tired, Mm -hmm. it's because their cooking at home is a one-button push. Yep. And the going out to eat and picking stuff up and driving out of the way, that is taking their ambassadors. Yeah, you have to get in a car. <laughs> yeah, and you have to wait. And, uh, you know, here, like when you say that, something that resonates in my brain is many moments, because I love to cook, as you know. So for me, I'm one of those people like going out to eat is probably more of a task than eating at home. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it comes down to, well, how long will it take me to make dinner compared to how long will it take me to get to the location, get the food, get home or eat there, depending on which one I choose to do. Mm-hmm. And it turns out home always faster. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's where I'm like, you know what? For me, I rationalize like, do I know what? I'll spend money and it's going to take longer and I'm hungry now. Mm-hmm. So for me, I will fall back to cooking at home, but I've also made that habit. Right. But that's that's where mind brain does that little waiting game like, well, maybe. And it's like, no, 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 no. (laughs) But but that just goes to show that we are creatures of what we have practiced the most. Mm -hmm. That's it, you guys. That's it. Like when you're talking about the behavior that you want, it's really it's about what gets practiced and how tight of a motor program do you have it down to? Mm. And also the external signals that might be going off to that are kind of driving you towards that. Cause there's a discomfort of doing something out of your comfort zone one, but two exhaustion, maybe stress that unfortunately can lead you more into those negative patterns on top of that too. Right. But that has to do with that being part of your routine. True. Right. It's That's more true. comfortable. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm stressed. Cookies. (laughs) Right. There are plenty of people that exercise. They have so much practice at dealing with stress with exercise that they would rather go exercise Mm -hmm. when they're feeling stressed 
Whereas people who have not developed that, it is not a comfort zone, um, are not going to do that because yeah. maybe cookies are a comfort zone, right? And that kind of brings us to like, when we go to the environment part, mm -hmm. right? If we understand that we have to feel uncomfortable to get over the hump, to get to the habits that we want, you cannot set up an environment that adds to the discomfort. Set your environment up for success. Right. So, you know, if, if I am trying to change what I eat and I have stocked my house full of temptation, mm -hmm. I have literally made myself more uncomfortable. If it's in your house, you will likely eat it. Yes. And I have taken something where I'm already like using all of my mental energy. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let, let's go back to these ambassadors. You're at home. You are trying to get better with the cooking and nourishing yourself with good food. Mm -hmm. Okay. So your ambassadors are fully running. So you are up to the top with your expended energy. Yes. If you add in the fact that you now have ice cream and cookies readily available in your house, you would require extra energy to make the decision to not have them. Ah, I see. So now you have pretty much set yourself up to fail because we don't have unlimited amounts of mental energy. We have finite, finite amounts of willpower that we use during the day and we use it for certain things. So if you add to your discomfort, the chances of you being able to sit in that discomfort long enough to get the practice becomes less likely. Yeah. And you know, one of them, the dietitians here always has a little saying of it, like it starts with the cart, mm -hmm. <laughs> which it truly does. I mean, if you put it in the cart, it's going to go home with you most likely, uh, unless you last minute decide not to, but absolutely, which the, I think the only dilemma might be is if you live with other people who want certain things in the house that maybe you don't, but they do. And that's a co conversation that's worth having, but that can be a whole other discussion the main point being if you can get people on the same team as you and you go okay let's not have this around then you are setting your environment up for success and there's communication which is also a bonus because mm -hmm. people like communication well and let's bring it back to just framing it into we have to sit in uncomfortable situations long enough for them to be comfortable. Mm. That's really, that's the name of the game. We're highly adaptive so creatures. No matter what you are trying to change, if it is so uncomfortable that you can't play it out, then you've lost your chance at practicing. Mm. And so it's, it's less important thinking about like, the the details of everything and just think is this uncomfortable spot doable for an extended period of time or is it not that's a fair point now what if we flip it into like the exercise realm because mm -hmm. i feel like we're still I mean, we haven't really pointed out anything super specific for the most part aside from like bringing food into the house but what about an environment for exercise right because you can't just like 
buy exercise and bring it into the house and be exposed to it there. So what would we want to do to facilitate that level of discomfort, especially if you don't have the motivation to get out there and do it? Because we want to be comfortable. And if you aren't exercising, it's easier to sit on the on the couch and watch TV. Well, I think that that is the epitome of getting comfortable being uncomfortable. Exercise inherently is uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> and for the most part, a lot of people's motivation around whether to exercise or not to exercise comes down to their comfort level. Sitting at home, uh, watching TV is very comfortable. Yes, I would agree. <laughs> Getting up and exercising is inherently physically uncomfortable. It can be mentally uncomfortable if you are not used to it. Mm -hmm. So that is just, I mean, that is the bulk of that is like to get out and exercise requires a desire to experience that uncomfortability. Ah, okay. And when people get to a certain fitness level, like let's say I walk three miles every single day. At first, that's going to feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Your ambassadors are up because you're doing a new activity. Um, you are physically uncomfortable because your body is not used to the oxygen transport. It's not used to those physiological changes. Mm -hmm. But let's say you do that three mile walk every day for three years. You are now in a comfort zone. Yeah. Your body is completely adapted to doing that every day. Your mind is completely adapted to that being part of your schedule. And now you are you are in your comfort zone. Well, that works. So how do we get someone to get there? Because <laughs> I guess my question would just be down to if you're actively avoiding being uncomfortable, what will motivate someone to step into their discomfort? I think having an understanding that the discomfort is temporary. That's always good. <laughs> yeah. It, the, the, and that, that's part of the getting comfortable with feeling that discomfort. Mm -hmm. It starts with what you're telling yourself about the discomfort. I know for me, I have had patients over the years that literally say, well, I got out and exercised, but I, I got out of breath and I didn't. So I don't think that I should do that. I got sweaty. I don't like to sweat. So <laughs> that starts with the belief and what they are telling themselves is that I should never feel out of breath. Mm -hmm. And if the story that you are telling yourself is that you should never feel uncomfortable, that is that is the start of that problem. Ah, so the realization of what you're telling yourself in terms of that discomfort. So what you're exposing yourself to, oh, I don't like that because of this. Right. Every time you have a behavior that you want to do and your response is, I didn't like that. That didn't feel good. That's probably a big sign that we need to work on ourselves being uncomfortable. Mm. And this is true of, let's look at meditation. So you, you want some meditation, but you have a hard time silencing your mind. So you do it a couple of times and you're like, oh, no, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. My mind just goes all over the place. In that moment, you can either embrace that uncomfortableness mm -hmm. and keep going or you can quit. Yeah. And one gets you to being good at meditating 
and the other one gets you right back at zero. So in a sense, what you might say is making those things, a I don't know, a priority in your life where you really want to make them a part of your life that you're willing to sit through that discomfort to make them happen. Right, right. And sitting in discomfort is a skill. It is a skill. So if you have been the type to avoid discomfort, every time you experience, it's going to be like, oh, no, this is this is not good. Mm -hmm. This is not good. I'm going to back away from it. Um, so start by dipping your toe in the water a little bit. Yeah. Something that makes you uncomfortable. Um, you know, do it for a minute. And then back off. Yeah. One thing I actually, I think this is probably more common, and I'm sure you've experienced this too with patients you've worked with um, or clients you've had for personal training, but people who don't like to feel sore. Mm -hmm. Very, very common, actually. And a lot of people I talk to when I'm doing the training appointments, it, it, it turns into this, well, I, I hurt. Mm -hmm. It hurts. And I have to ask them, like, well, is it pain? Like, ouch, ooh, like I just got, like, poked or stabbed or something? Or is it more of a my muscles are uncomfortable and they don't feel great, but I can still move them. And they're like, Oh, that, and I'm like, okay, so that's soreness and that's good. But the story you're telling self yourself is no, this is pain because it doesn't feel good. So therefore it is pain. Mm -hmm. Right. So it, I think in that regard, sometimes the discomfort could be the after effects of the workout. Cause maybe during the workout, they just go through the motions like, Oh, I do strength training. And they lift like the one pound dumbbells. And for the record, unless you have, um, really severe atrophy, no one should be lifting a one pound dumbbell. <laughs> like that's too Almost little. everything we do weighs more than a pound. Exactly. Almost everything you pick up weighs more than a pound. Exactly. Like, I don't know how you get through life. You cannot lift at least one pound. So if you're doing one pound dumbbells, even two pound dumbbells, that's likely too light. But we digress. But we digress. So if you're going through the motions doing these really light dumbbells because you don't want to feel that soreness, that's also not stepping into discomfort. Because you go, oh, well, I do strength train. Mm-hmm. Do you strength train or do you go through the motions of strength training? Are you in your comfort zone? Yeah. Yeah. Is it easy peasy? Like, oh, I can juggle these dumbbells. They're so easy and so light. Yeah. Okay. Are you sore? No. There, there's the answer there, right? Yes. Sometimes discomfort isn't even the process of, it's the after effects. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think, you know, thinking about that and looking at where our thresholds are, for discomfort and we all have uh, different things. Some mm -hmm. things are more uncomfortable than others, right? It's probably worth saying that working with a therapist, mm -hmm. if you are really struggling stepping into your discomfort, stepping into particular types of discomfort, having a therapist work with you on that mm -hmm. can be huge Yeah, because there can be a lot of reasons why Let's let's say exercise. Let's say I have a really low tolerance for feeling any kind of pain, like physical pain. There could be a million reasons in my past that is causing my mind to like have a huge stress response to certain things. Mm -hmm. And if you're finding that working with someone who is safe and who can walk you through getting into your uncomfortability, uh, is really, really important. Oh yeah, absolutely. So many skills you can build with that because it's very personable, which I, I like that. It's focusing on you and getting into you specifically rather than generalizations. Oh, just try this. Yes. It's very much like, well, what are you capable of? Let's work on that. And that's what I love about it. 
Yes. So nice. Yes. And I mean, even therapy is a great example of getting comfortable being uncomfortable. Oh, I know so many people who are like, oh, I don't want to do that. That's dumb. I don't want to talk to a therapist and just have someone pretend to listen to me. And it's like, right. uh-huh. And the most powerful sessions you have are the ones that are immensely uncomfortable. Oh, yes. <laughs> if you, you know, if you are seeing a therapist and you are going in and you are leaving feeling like, wow, that was exhausting. You did good work. Yay. Good job. <laughs> Pat yourself on the back. <laughs> right? So that's another example of getting comfortable being uncomfortable. You know, we, we do that with our mental stuff, too. Mm -hmm. We don't want to touch certain subjects. We don't want to talk about certain subjects because it's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's not just about fitness and nutrition sometimes. Discomfort's a life thing. It's everything. Yeah. It's everything. And I think that we get the most enjoyment out of life when we do things that scare us. And I don't mean like you feel a gut reaction scared to someone walking towards you. Yeah. Like I'm not talking about gut instinct scared. I'm talking about like hesitant. You've, you've never driven on a major freeway before uh, and that's... you're scared of driving. Mm -hmm. Guess what? If you lean in and get the help you need to overcome that, you're going to get a lot of fulfillment out of that. Yeah. And as you mentioned earlier in the episode, all the things we want to do are outside of our comfort zone. Every, everything wonderful lives outside your comfort zone. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I can't tell you how many people are like, oh, I wish I could just meal prep. I, that's what I want to do, but I, I just don't. It's like, because it's uncomfortable and it's work. And you, that there's your Sunday afternoon. Now it's gone. You were spending all day cooking. Like, okay, but what's the payoff? Right. Oh, I have more time during the week. So I sacrificed a few hours on the weekend, but now I can spend more time with my family. Food's already done. You know, I can have more time to work out because I don't have to worry about cooking when I get off of work or whatever it is. Sometimes we don't focus on the bigger picture and we focus on the little baby details and we go, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I can't do that because of X, Y, and Z. But then if you take a step back and go, oh, wait, maybe those things are inconvenient for me now, but at the end of the day, I get all this as a payoff it kind of does make it worth it, worth it a little bit to be a little uncomfortable. Yes, yes. And knowing that if you can just get the reps in, mm -hmm. so if you can just keep doing it every Sunday, eventually it's going to feel easy. Yeah, then you don't say about it. You're like, oh, time to meal prep. Let's do it. Yep, and it will take very little mental energy. You'll have it down, and you won't struggle with it anymore. Yeah, and another thing to be said, too, because this is my own experience from, like, learning how to make tortillas from scratch, and I will tell you, the first time I made them was just, like, a half-hour process. It's <laughs> so exhausting, and I sucked at it, and I was like, I'm going to keep trying. I have it down to, like, a science now. Like, I can whip them up in 15 minutes, no problem. <laughs> and it's just because I kept doing it every Tuesday for Taco Tuesday, but I kept doing it. <laughs> so it was, I mean, I like cooking. So for me, it wasn't a huge step out of my comfort zone, but you know, that right there was just an example to me of like, but it was something that I could have like, no, I'll just buy them. This is too much work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I was like, no, I want to know how to do it. But it's so cool. Cause like anything you try to put your mind to and step into that discomfort the first time, well, yeah, it'll be a little tougher and it takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And the more you do it, the faster it gets too. So really it's the first initial times you do it where it's going to take a lot of time and energy. It yes. really does take less time over time, really. Yes. Yeah. But it's the initial part we have to get over. Right. You have to, like, I, I always tell my patients the name of the game with 
weight and health and really truly anything you want to do is coming up with what you need to do consistently mm -hmm. and then figuring out how to enact it in a way that you can do it forever. I like to say that to my patients. <laughs> what can you do for the rest of your life? <laughs> and how, how can you frame it? Exactly. How can you frame it so that you can get the reps in long enough mm -hmm. to get to the habit? Yeah. Because that, that's the point. We want whatever you're doing to move from the ambassadors into a nice tight motor program mm -hmm. that works out of your primitive brain. Yes. Yeah. And it's doable. And it's, it's doable for everyone. Anything that you want to do as a human is pretty much doable if you're willing to take the time and practice doing it. Mm -hmm. And I think that really will just come down to how much do you really want that to happen? How important is that to you as well? Because if you think, wow, I really want to do this, you will put the energy in if you really want to make something happen. And embrace the discomfort of it. Just embrace it. And as human, it's normal. It's normal. Yeah. L life is hard if we're in our comfort zone or outside of our comfort zone. So you may as well just choose your hard. <laughs> <laughs> There's the health consequences or the health benefits. There's difficulty in both of those. One's easier to get to the negatives of, one's easier to get to the positives of, but the discomfort's there for either of them. Which discomfort do you want? Yeah. And oftentimes the things that live in our comfort zone that don't serve us are things that give immediate payoff. Oh, yeah. And things that we tend to want, like our good, healthy behaviors tend to have longer term payoffs. And, uh, you know, it can be really hard to like laying on the couch is super comfortable. Yeah. So where where what would be my motivation to get up and exercise in the moments yeah right people like instant gratification for the things that they're doing and unfortunately with exercise the the gratification is not so instant especially in the initial phases of exercise when you're learning how to do a you know it's very routine. uncomfortable yeah it's very uncomfortable and when there isn't an overtly obvious sign of a payoff sometimes because like especially if you first start exercising and maybe you're, you just haven't been and you're really out of shape and you do something and you're you know it, it beats you up you're tired mm -hmm. you might go why would i ever want to do that again <laughs> but the reality is okay maybe the payoff isn't apparent now but you will start to see it it just takes persistence and you know kind of pushing yourself through that discomfort to get that payoff which mm -hmm. is why sometimes sitting on the couch watching netflix or whatever is much easier than like going out and working out. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, the payoff for going out and working out will almost always be better than sitting on the couch and watching TV. Right. Yeah. <laughs> not that it's not enjoyable and not that we don't have our you know share of doing that. And you can multitask in a have treadmill. To have balance. But you need to put a treadmill in your living room and just watch it while you're working out. Yeah. Hey, you get put two birds, one stone. Look at that. I mean, that is a perfect example of like reducing the amount of uncomfortability. Yeah. You say, <laughs> okay, my show's 35 minutes. That's my walk today. Yeah. Look at that. See? Yeah, I have I have a patient who listens to this podcast. I won't name them, but they know who they are and uh, they do this oh, uh, multiple times a day. Turn on the TV, get on the bike and 
that's the that's the time they get to watch whatever that is and it's been super super effective oh i love that yeah I mean, I used to, uh, when I was initially starting to learn how to run, that was the only way I could get myself on that treadmill at a gym. I was like, oh yeah, I have to put a show on and that's the only way I'm going to get through this. <laughs> and eventually I didn't have to, but it, it you know, take a little, you have to find yeah. the things that'll get you to do it. Yeah. Well, and you're physically uncomfortable. I'm sure as you got more fit, mm -hmm. you needed less of like a buffer to make yourself more comfortable. Well, then I found I wasn't paying attention to the shows. And so I was like, well, I need something that's going to keep me wanting to move now. So mm. I was like, because now I'm in the habit of moving. Now it's like, okay, let's get music that'll keep my pace. Because I found that watching shows did not help me keep pace. I'd kind of like slow down yeah. and be like, oh. <laughs> I'm just kind of cruising. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's more of a relaxing uh, activity. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say, and, and this is no offense to any book readers out there, but if you're capable of reading a book while on a piece of exercise equipment, and if that's the way that gets you out there initially, that's we're, great. We're in our comfort zone. But you're in your comfort you're zone. You're in your comfort There's zone. There's no way you can actively read a book in small print while doing activity if you're working hard enough to get your heart rate up like that. Cause you'll be like, nope, can't focus, gotta work. <laughs> right, which if you want to exercise in your comfort zone, if you are in maintenance mode, that that yeah. is totally cool also. There's nothing also. wrong with that every now and then. Yeah, but if you are looking to change your body, change your fitness level, chances of you being able to get in that zone while reading a small print paperback. Mm -hmm probably you're not there no <laughs> but anyways it's about that time well thank you guys so much for joining us today i guess if you take away anything take away dipping your toe in in your uncomfortabilities mm -hmm. and and see what you need to do to stay there long enough to get to the other side yeah like when you get into the ocean and it's cold, but you're like, but I want to be in the ocean. So That's you right. stick it out and That's you're like, right. it is cold, but I'm here. And then eventually your body temperature adapts and you feel fine. Yeah. Until you're really cold, but you're fine. <laughs> but anyways. And so thank you so much for joining us today. Remember to like and subscribe and leave us comments. And until next time, everybody. Bye.